remain standing. Turn in your King James Bible, please, to the book of Psalms. should be right in the middle of your Bible. The book of Psalms, chapter number 33. Psalm chapter number 33. <clears throat> Psalm chapter number 33. <clears throat> I'll read out loud if you'll read silently along with me. We'll read this together. Psalm chapter 33, verse number 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. I understand this is talking about Israel. I understand that. For you Bible scholars, I do know that. Turn to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter number 14. Proverbs chapter number 14. Drop down to verse number 34. Verse number 34. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So we're not just talking about Israel. We're talking about any people. We're talking about righteousness. So let's pray. Father, thank you for the Bible. Allowing us to be here this morning. God, I know we do not appreciate this great nation that you've allowed us to be a part of. Many are trying desperately. I don't even think they understand why. To pull it apart, to damage it, to bring a reproach upon it, to destroy it. To most of us, it doesn't make sense. Why would you do it? Why would you come to a country to tear it apart, to damage it? God, help us please this morning to appreciate what you have given to us. I fear we've had several generations that are spoiled. They do not know. They have not worked. They have not suffered. They have not paid for what they've got. Therefore, they do not appreciate it. But I give you praise this morning for what you've allowed us to be a part of and what you've allowed us to have. Bless the dear people this morning. Take this word, that which you know I'm going to preach this morning. Help me not to say this morning, whether it's in my notes or not, what should not be said. Then God thinks that perhaps I left out because I thought it was smart or wise. If it should be added, bring it to my remembrance, Holy Ghost of God. Bless the dear people. Thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. As I watched, oh, glory waving, in the courthouse square she seemed so all alone and fragile even in despair the stars had lost their glimmer the stripes their majesty when i thought what is the matter seemed oh glory spoke to me bring back the cross by myself i cannot stand bring back the cross we need the help of god's strong hand can't you hear oh glory cry can't you feel her grief and pain america 
the smile from God above for certain we have had our faults that's not what I'm speaking of but the cross and flag together oh they sure made quite a pair though the cross it was invisible all still knew that it was there bring back cross by myself I cannot stand bring back the cross we need the help of God's strong hand can't you hear oh glory cry can't you feel her grief and pain America bring back the cross again cling to the old rugged cross I'll exchange it someday for a crown can't you hear oh glory cry can't you feel her grief and pain America Bring back the cross again, again. studied this and prayed about this and wrote down a lot of stuff. And I will let you know right now off the bat, so we might as well just cut to the chase. If you don't stand for our flag, leave our country. You say, I'm not from here. Go back where you come from. Sit up. Young lady, sit up. Sit up. Yeah, you're not home in bed. Sit up. We have lost respect in this nation and around the world. We really have. My Bible tells me in Psalm 33 and verse number 12, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Not Buddha, the Lord. The Lord Jehovah God, that one right there. And it says, and the people whom he had chosen for his inheritance. In Proverbs 13, 34, it says this, righteousness, this is what's right. Not what you think is right. Righteousness is according to God's word. Righteousness exalteth, builds up, lifts up a nation. But sin, not the way you define it, the way God defines it, is a reproach to any people. That's what my Bible says. Now, I don't have time to go back into history and show you that America was founded and built on God's word. Ready? The King James Bible. 
I don't have time to take you back there and prove all this to you. Suffice it to say, it should be obvious. What do I mean by that? The Mayflower Compact, which I'm sure all public schools still teach that. No, they don't. Because in there, there's lots of references to God and the Bible. And in order to live the way they want to, they've got to dismiss those references to God. Also, we find out in the Constitution of the United States. You ever notice in my earlier days of life, nobody in Congress, the president or anybody else, talked or attacked the Constitution. It was like it was this sacred document. Now, everything's about the Constitution. Everything's about the Constitution. Why would that be the case? Why would it be about the Constitution? Because our Constitution was built upon the Bible was built upon God's word. One politician years ago said, without the Bible, you cannot have the democracy that we have in America. It's impossible to have. So we have to destroy that. On all major buildings in Washington, D.C., all your old, old, old schools, all of these kinds of places across America, always had references or quotes from the Bible. Not the New King James, not the NIV, the HIV, the MOUSE. From the King James Bible, that's where they quoted from. You go back into history and you check out the, you check out the public publications. You will find out in newspapers, you will find out in magazines, full-length sermons by preachers. You will find out advertisements for revivals. You will find out advertisements for local church activities that they're having there. I'm talking about in worldly publications, not in religious publications. You'll see this everywhere. You do recognize on your money, it says, and who do we trust? Huh. What happened to that? What happened to the God that we trust? Where did that come from? Our politicians are sworn into their office, sworn into their office with their hand on the Bible. And they have to say, as God is my witness, and also, so help me God. That's what they say. That's what they say. Our Senate, House of Representatives, do you know they open up each day, each session with prayer? Did you know that? Do you know in your public school you can't do that? because it may offend somebody. Our leaders still do it, and I don't know whether they mean it or not, but they still do it. They have to. Presidents, statesmen, judges have always quoted and referenced the word of God, and the same in town, not just there, the same in towns and say, look, I'm 71 years old, and when I was little, I still remember my first grade teacher using the Bible and all of us standing for the uh, uh, Pledge to the Allegiance, and every one, every, every, hey, every one of us said, in God we trust. Every one of us. But America is still drifting from God. America has moved, has more church members now than ever before. More church members. Now, when I say that, over 70% of America say they attend church, say they attend church. But this would include modernists, liberals, Mormons, Catholics, who are not Christian. Who are not Christian. Muslims, Jehovah No Witnesses, but only a small fraction of church-going members are saved and born and, and, and born again by Bible definition. By Bible definition. A lot of people, you ask people, are you saved? I've been baptized. That's not what I asked you. Baptism takes place after salvation. I want to know when you got saved. A lot of people are going to church, but they have no idea what the Bible says about being born again. We're 
trying our best. Some of us are trying to live right. You don't go to heaven by living right. You go to heaven by being saved. This is what we need to learn once again. That's what people used to do. Even a smaller number of those churchgoers are really Bible believers separated from the world trying to win the lost to Christ. Very few, very few, less and less all the time. We just want to be good people. Go to The world has finally told us, get inside the walls of that building and keep your religion to yourself. And we finally bought into it. No, where are all the buses? Where's all the soul winners? Where are the people that we witness on your job? You say, I don't have time. You don't have time to go to work? Sure you do. Do you witness on your job? We're not allowed to. Oh, so the world told you to shut up, didn't they? And you did it. We're slowly conforming to the world. And so the impact of Christianity on America is lessening all the time because the world has finally told us this is what you're going to do and we finally gave into it. Somebody has convinced us, these modern day preachers have convinced us we ought to be at peace with everybody. Let me tell you something. Peace without truth, you cannot have peace. That's a false peace. That's a humanistic peace. That is not God peace. Without truth, you cannot have peace. Without truth, you cannot have justice. Without truth, you cannot have equity, which is equal judgment for everybody. Officially and governmentally, America is not nearly as Christian as our forefathers were. Not, not even close. Now, the reason you don't know that because public school is not teaching you right history anymore. They're not teaching you that. Look at me. I went to, I went to public school. And so I understand this, and it's worse now than it used to be. Once churches, Christian colleges, religious periodicals, and etc., were counted as a great asset to the welfare of America. They depended upon them. They would ask them to get involved. I used to have people down at, at uh, Juvenile Hall down here call me and say, we have a young man down here. Could you come and try to help him? Now you call down there and say, I'd like to come down there, and uh, are you his preacher? No, no, then you can't come down. They don't want you down there anymore. They don't want you as a part. They don't want me as a part of society. Maybe they want you. They don't want me. Now there is a concerted effort by left-wing, liberal, anti-God, supposedly biased politicians and judges uh, to attack true Bible believers. Now, if you're really not involved in Christianity, this is all foreign to you. I got that part. But you need to hear it anyway. Example. If a church or a people side with a conservative politician, I don't preach politics. This is just an example. You will be attacked. You will be questioned. Something will happen in your direction. If you take a stand against the unbiblical homosexual, sodomite, and lesbian, right now you should have been going crazy with amens. Your silence is saying, I don't have courage anymore to say what is truth. I tell you why. You got a homosexual lesbian in your family or a good friend, and here's what you're saying, but they're nice people. What does nice have to do with changing truth? The Bible says abomination is the sight of God. Hello, are you waking up now? Okay. Now watch this. You'll get upset with me while they transform themselves in front of you, and you say they have a right. When did Christianity no longer have a right in America? Talk to me, men. Have enough backbone to say amen. Can you still do that? What about murder of the innocent? Do you know what murder of the innocent is? Abortion. 
When did we ever think in America loudmouth women would be walking down the street saying, I have a right to kill a baby. I have a right to kill a baby. I never thought I'd hear that in my entire life. How did we stray so far? How did we drift so far from God? Women's unequal rights. There's nothing equal about what you're being given. You have been lied to. You've been misled. They have told you you should have a career and a job like your husband. Yeah, well, you did that. Missed out on your family. You still have to go home and fix everything. You still have to do everything. You got used. You are in an exalted position where, listen to me, men wait. I don't need men to wait on me. It shows. It shows. It shows on your face by that hard-hearted look and that constant yelling and screaming you do all the time every time you disagree with something. You say, preacher, I don't like this kind of preaching. Go to a liberal church. I'm not here to draw a crowd. I am here to preach the truth. And that's what's wrong with America's preachers today. They have decided, I want a crowd. I want to fit into my community. I want people to like me. I want people to like me, but not at the expense of God's truth. I'm not going to do that. Social services. Social services? Children's services? Do you know they're passing, and they've already done this. Your children do not belong to you. So for you Democrats and you liberal people, Nancy Pelosi and the whole bunch of them, they belong to us all. Actually what they meant was government has the final say-so about your children. You say, oh, no, they don't. Really? Spank them real good and have them call children's services. They'll put you in jail. When did that happen? I've been around a long time. I know where your mind's going. Yeah, but they used to be kids. I was one of those kids that got beat. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it happened. And I'll tell you this right now. Back in the 50s and 60s, you had a whole lot less of what's going on in the street than you do right now. I'm not saying half of them even, even chastised their kids right. I'm just saying it had more of an effect than it does right now. What they will do, environmental control. Who are you kidding? Did you really buy into that? Save the planet? How about save Christianity? How about save the Bible? How about save God, save America? How about that? How about that? No, we always want to go to Mother Nature. There's no Mother Nature. I told you this morning you come here, I am going to let you know what I believe the Bible says and what I think about this world and you and me and everything else that's going on. I've had it. I'm fed up with the whole thing. I can't believe we're hearing some of this and we all just go, huh, how about that? What happened to Christianity? Fellas, what happened? You won't even amen for fear you'll lose your girlfriend or fear your wife will take you home and beat you up later. Once in public schools, once in our public schools, Christians actually learned to read the Bible. Did you know that? The Bible, the King James Bible. Do you know when America first got started? Do you know who the, most of the teachers were? Preachers. Preachers were. The church building was the schoolroom. Did you know that? How did we? Now we got the, the biggest multi-million dollar uh, school buildings, and look at what we're turning out. Ignorant and unlearned young people pouring billions and billions of dollars into liberal teachers and buildings that are not helping our students at all. Now, you may be hearing some of this for the first time. You kind of shocked right now? 
Well, hold on there a minute. We'll get to it. Most of you have never heard of McGuffey Readers, have you? McGuffey Readers was what all schools used to use for a long, long time. And uh, you go back. I, I've read them. I, I tried to. I mean, there's seventh grade and sixth grade literature. Man, it's like college level. You ought to hear their, their, their spelling list. I couldn't even pronounce some of the words. And kids in sixth and seventh grade had to learn how to spell. You know what we've done? Watch, mom and dad, look what we've done. We have dummied down education in hopes that our children will be smarter. How, how can that work? I don't care what people tell you. If this is your level, that's your level. That's the way it is. Now, before you get all upset and start spitting and, and crying and stuff, I went to public school. I was not taught how to read. I went to 10th grade two and a half times. You think anybody cared whether I graduated or not? No, until Jesus Christ came in my life and I realized it takes work, it takes effort, it takes prayer, it takes heading in the right direction, quit depending on everybody else to do everything for you and learn how to live for God like God intended and quit whining about everything. Amen, fellas. Say amen. You say, I disagree with you. I don't really care. Matter me one bit. Been here a long time. Be here after you're gone. Not only is God's word no longer a textbook in our school, most of them, they're not even allowed in the library. You wonder why communist countries are so against the Bible? Sets them free. Truth shall make you free, even when you're in prison. It sets you free from the inside out. So it really doesn't make any difference. They are scared to death that the Bible truth will get into their countries. So they put up these walls and murder people. Do you know they said in North Korea there are more Bibles buried in the ground than any other place in the world? Did you know that? You said, why would they do that? Because they're not allowed to have one. If they find out one, they'll kill you. They'll put you in jail. They'll, they'll, they'll get rid of you. They'll disperse your family. They'll do anything and everything. And here in America, we have them everywhere. Right. And we sit in church this way. I'm not sure if I agree with that. What is wrong with that? Where's your Bible? Men, where's your Bible? Where's your leading your family in the way they ought to go? Training up children in the way they ought to go. It's not even allowed on our books. It's not allowed in our libraries. But it is criticized and thrown down. And should you say, I believe the Bible, go to church. They treat you like you're ignorant and unlearned. Like you're ignorant and unlearned. Oh, so you like believe that Bible, right, 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 and they make fun of you, and you tell your children as you send them to a hellhole called a public school, I wouldn't send my, if I had a cat, which I'm not fond of cats, I wouldn't send a cat to a public school, matter of fact, if you have a cat, send it to a public school, I don't understand, for convenience, we'll get rid of truth, for convenience, we'll sacrifice our, look at me, listen to me, hey, Hey, listen to me. Hey, be quiet and listen to me. I'm preaching. Do you understand? We are slowly just drifting on down towards a hell waterfall. And some of you are going to meet the Lord and you're going to answer on your compromising 
way of living for him after he gave his life. What in the world are you going to tell him when if you're saved at the judgment seat of Christ as those eyes look into your eyes and he asks you, tell me what you did with the life that I gave you. Have you ever won anybody to Christ? Have you ever turned anybody to righteousness? Are you raising your own family? Do you even try to do what's right? How in the world will you explain to Jesus Christ that I love you? How's this possible? This is an independent fundamental Baptist church. I only assume when they say you're ignorant and unlearned, they're talking about people like George Washington, who they attack constantly all the time. Abraham Lincoln, all these people, by the way, believed and used the King James Bible. Noah Webster, he was kind of smart. Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, Dwight Eisenhower, Ronald Reagan. We probably ought to stop right about there. We'll leave off right there because we're taking a slide downhill as fast as we can go from that point on. Our Supreme Court making judgment and dictating law according to the whims of a crowd instead of according to established law, which is what they're supposed to go by. Judges do not make law. And they're supposed to be they're supposed to be, that, that, that whole thing about the, the um, uh, balances, I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you come. By the way, in this church here, we have, we have everybody. The worst people we have here are hillbillies. You can't trust a hillbilly any farther than you throw them. I'm just telling you. We have black people here. <gasps> you can't say that. I just said, had a kid over here one time. I said, hey, you need to sit over here. And put between these two, these these two, uh, uh, this white kid, whatever he was, probably hillbilly. I put him over here, and there's a black person on this side and a black person. I said, man, it looks like an Oreo cookie. <laughs> a girl from public school said, "You can't say that." I said, "I just did." Your public school is ruining your kids. Absolutely, you think I'm brainwashing? Your brain needs to be washed. But they're doing it in a bad way. And I'm telling you, they're ruining everything based on established right, passing laws and redirecting our nation from what was right and what was wrong in the past. Well, everything changes. That's the problem. Everything is changing. God said, I am the same yesterday and today and forevermore. I change not. I'm going to assume if I'm a born-again Christian, I should not change. The Bible is my roadmap. The Bible is my instruction book. I have no right to make up truth when I want to, the way I want to. What in God's dear name is wrong with born-again Christians? What's happened to us? World War I, World War II. Do you know during that time many preachers were asked to go to the front, not to fight, to preach, to preach to our boys fighting against two major powers. Preach to men going off to fight. Now they've replaced all that. I was in Vietnam. Where I was, they didn't have USO shells. Even chaplains didn't go where I was at. I just assumed they didn't believe in God or were scared to die. I don't know. Now they have replaced it with vulgar comedians rock and roll band, and fifth filthy women shows. 
to our boys fighting for our God-fearing America. It's been replaced. America is still drifting from God. Say, preacher, what do you think is behind all of this? I mean, who or what is allowing all this? First of all, the backslidden true Christianity. Backslidden true Christianity. You don't need to make up the rules the way you think so. We have a Bible. Where came this horrible breakdown in morality? Folks, listen, I've knocked on doors and watched teenage boys and girls having sex in their parents' home while the front door was open. What happened to our morality? Well, as long as you don't get pregnant. That's it. That's it. And if you do, you can have an abortion. Oh, so now we're going to add murder to that. What are we doing? Folks, listen, I'm not talking to, I'm talking to Christians, right? How many of you are saved not ashamed of it? Okay, some of you are not sure. You need to get saved this morning. Listen, America, with its millions of churchgoers and hundreds of thousands of preachers, have, have, have relatively few strong Bible preachers in America anymore. Very few. And that's what's wrong. I do not hold everybody accountable, but I do preachers. God set them to lead and guide his people. There was a time when even politicians and presidents said that preachers were the moral conscience of America. So what's happened? America, many pulpits across America. How many do you think are aflame for God this morning? Preaching truth and righteousness and judgment. No, we're trying to be nice and kind and and I'm not necessarily against that. But what about justice? What about holy living? What, what, what about righteous and judgment? Most preachers are trying desperately, number one, to fit into their community. There's no Bible for that. There's no Bible for fitting in to a community. They don't want to ruffle any feathers. Soft smoking. smoking. You think it's probably smoking. Soft spoken. It sounds like they all went to the same speech class. Turn on the radio. No, that's the guy we listen to. No, 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 that's the other guy. Ah, oh, boy, they sound something alike. They've all become professional speech writers. There is no awakening America anymore. For those of you that are trying your best just to avoid all trouble, you look at me and you listen. It is coming your direction whether you like it or not. Our only hope is in Christ. America is going down the toilet, and I mean quick, while we just hope nobody messes with us. And and yeah, but that's not me. It doesn't make any difference if it's you or not. You're part of America. You're going down. Soft-spoken. Milk toast, that's what they used to call it. Noodle back. What do I mean by that? You know why lions couldn't eat Daniel? He was all backbone. That's true. Lukewarm speech makers is what we have in pulpits nowadays. They study in such a way as to on purpose not to bring up truth that would that would hurt anybody's feelings. And don't don't tell me preacher you stepped on my toes this morning. I don't want to hear that. And I don't want to hear about hard preaching. So I'm so tired of hearing that stuff. I didn't even know what that was when I first got saved. Boy, that was hard preaching. I didn't know what it meant. If the truth hurts you, hit the altar, ask God to forgive you, get right with the Lord, and quit whining to me about it. 
preach, I disagree with you. You disagree with your mother-in-law living with you, but she's still there. Across America, when was the last time in a church other than this one, you heard a straightforward, no compromising sermon on rebellion? You do know rebellion is a sin. You do know that. Do you know murmuring and complaining is a sin? God chastised his nation Israel more for murmuring and complaining than any other thing they did. Did you know that? That's just my opinion. Keep it to yourself. How much weight does your opinion carry? What about this one? When's the last time you heard a straightforward sermon on effeminate men? Your live-in girlfriend's working three jobs while she's trying to take care of the baby and you can't seem to find a job. You're a liar. You're lazy. You're effeminate. You're not worth looking at. I, I don't know how a girl gets involved with someone like that. I really don't. Can't, don't even know how to keep your pants up. What's wrong with you? You say, I think that's really cool. I think it's really stupid. I think it's sinful, I think it's wicked, I think it's misleading. And what mom or dad in their right mind would have a guy come, by the way, they don't come to the door. Beep, beep, I'm out here. I'm sorry, they're on their bicycle. They got plenty of money for tattoos and piercings, but not enough money to get their own place. Amen, mom. Shake your head, yes, so your daughter will know you believe me. Across America, when's the last time you heard about masculine women. My sister's in heaven. I had the privilege of living, leading her to the Lord years and years ago. She got away from the Lord and, and just dove in head first into the world. And uh, back, I think in 2010, she died of cancer and a fresh eating disease, which was a bad way to go. But she told me one day, you don't even realize what you're saying. That's tough. My sister looked at me. She had more tools than most men I know. She wasn't just a collector. She knew how to use them. Built her own cabinets. When she was married for about five years, her and her husband had a rail. You know what that is? That's those long, great big, long racing cars. Has a motor about that big, big tires on the back, little bitty tires on the front. You know what I'm talking about? Those are called rails. And uh, she and her husband, she said, I can actually tear apart an engine and rebuild it myself. I can lay tile and I can build this. And, and I, I think she thought she was bragging. She didn't even realize what she was saying. I'm just like a man. The world has lied to you. The world has misled you. Which is a shame because Christians are not supposed to take counsel from the ungodly. When's the last time you heard an entire sermon on sodomy and lesbianism? We're not, that's hate speech. No, it's Bible. It's Bible. If it's hate speech, God hates it. God loves everybody. Is that the only verse you know? That's the only verse you know, isn't it? You don't know any other Bible at all. You men, the only one you know is you're supposed to submit to me. You're so stupid. Is that all the Bible you know? Seriously? When's the last time you heard a sermon on obedience to authority? That'd be like the policeman. You think because one or two policemen, or let's call it 500 policemen, 
Now you don't have to believe any of them. You don't have to obey any of them. Really? Where'd you get that from? So if you ever mess up, mom or dad, your children never have to listen to you at all, do they? That, that, that's your principle. That's what you're teaching them. You're welcome. When's the last time you heard obeying proper leadership in a church? I did not give my name the title man of God. The Bible does that. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, obey them that have the rule. Nobody's ruling over me. You're rebellious. That's sinful. Whose faith follow? If you can't quite see it, not sure what to do, God said, okay, see the preacher? Okay, just follow his faith while you're learning. I don't need to follow any man. Then you're disobeying the Bible. Somebody told you you don't have to obey, didn't they? Look at the mess we've got. Our, folks, look at it. You're not even being honest with yourself. Look at the mess in our society. What do you think calls that? Real Christianity? Real Christians are the best citizens you can find. Why? They're truthful, hardworking. If that's not you, quit telling people you're a Christian. They're honest people. I find something on the ground doesn't belong to me. I give it back. A cashier who doesn't know how to use anything but a computer to figure out change messes up. I find it out. I go back to the store. I say, ma'am, you messed up. You know what they're doing now because they don't know how to calculate anything? That's okay. You can keep it. Ma'am, it's not your money. It belongs to the company. What are you doing? Boy, we've got ourselves into a mess. Across America, when was the last time that you heard anything like this? When's the last time you heard somebody talk about haircuts on men and women? Do you know the Apostle Paul spent a, almost an entire chapter talking about that? Hair. Hair? You think God's only concerned about heaven and hell? God's concerned about the way you live down here. Amen. That's why we're not having any influence with the world, because we're becoming like the world. Now look, my voice is getting shot, and you don't say amen, I'm going to have to keep on preaching. Gambling is a sin. I want. You can't pay for your phone. You can't pay for your college education. You can't pay for your mortgage. You can't pay for your electric. You're hitting up anybody and everybody to help you make ends meet, and you're smoking, got a phone, and gambling, and probably drinking. I have no idea, and don't please don't tell me. I have no idea how much a case of beer costs now. What an entire paycheck? What's cost? I used to smoke two and a half packs of cools a day from the time I was about 12 years old until about a year and a half after I got saved. And then I realized God's not pleased with that. God is not. Could you see me stand up here? Turn your Bibles. What are you grinning and laughing about? You defend yourself. Why couldn't I do that? If it's okay to drink, can I just have a, I can have a cold one up here. I mean, I get thirsty with all this yelling and screaming. What's wrong with it? I think it's okay to drink. Okay, then it's okay for me to drink. But Jesus turned the water into wine. I don't know how to break news to you. Whiskey is not wine by a long shot. Neither is beer. Now, if you can turn water into wine, go ahead and drink it. 
you ain't Jesus and you didn't pull a miracle. Backsliding of true Christianity. That's a big problem we're having. When's the last time you even heard a sermon on hell? Do you know the majority of Christianity now by a pew poll says that most Christians don't believe in hell anymore? Now, who would not want you to believe in hell? It's not Jesus because he preached a lot about hell. Preaching on godly character, biblical morality, following the Bible, abstain from all appearance of evil. That would be your relatives too that are not living right. So let me just clean out. I mean, I'm almost there anyway. Your family does not come above God. Again, people have told you family comes above everything. It does not. I don't know who told us that lie, but that's not true. Pastors, many have become a disgrace in their pulpits. Number two, and our church people have failed America. Church people have failed America. We're caught up in our own lives and our work, and we're done with it from there. I'm sorry. God did not save you to give you a good job, live in a decent place, and that's the end of the story. That is not what God saved you for. God saved you and left you here, blessed you with those things. Now those things are keeping you from obeying God. Shame on you. Many who, do not, many who do get saved, stay worldly, have little if any effect on the lost world and helping to hold back the tide of sin because their preacher will not preach as they should to help them, to strengthen them, to encourage their faith to take a stand for God. I blame the preachers. I blame the preachers. Once you hear truth, you're responsible. Preaching the truth, I'm responsible. If I don't do that, you can't do that. We're in trouble. People who compromise have and have very little convictions about Christianity cannot be trusted as an American because you'll change any time. It's convenient. You cannot be trusted. You cannot be trusted. Look at me. You cannot be trusted. I used to be a dope hit. I don't mean smoking dope. I mean one time I lived in a trailer with seven junkies. I mean, they shot up four or five times every day. They'd steal you blind in the middle. They'll lie to you about their mom, their home, anything. You'd hit more drugs. I said, preacher, how'd you get over it? Jesus. Does that sound oversimplified for you? Well, no, I got to go to a halfway house. Halfway house at best may take you halfway. You don't need Alcoholics Anonymous. You need a good swig, if you would, of a true King James Bible, Jesus Christ. That's what you really need. How, I want to ask you, hey, I want to ask you how you can't get over a broken toenail when I got saved, smoking, drinking, fighting, drugs, gangs, bad uh, relationships. How did I get over I'm telling you right now, I knew nothing about the Bible. It was Jesus Christ. And simply when somebody said, God doesn't want you to do it, I said, okay. Your problem is you don't know how to say okie dokie. Every time somebody tells you something, but why, but why? I didn't look at it that way. You think you know a lot of Bible. What do I believe America had better do? Ready? Christian, listen to me. 
prepare to meet your God. You better prepare because he's coming. Jesus is coming. When he does, all hell literally is going to break on this earth. We're not setting up the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Quit believing that false lying doctrine. We are not. Jesus is coming back. Quicker than that. And you and I sit here sometimes in our self-righteousness that I don't have to listen to anybody. I disagree with that like we're God. How are you going to answer that? What are you going to do if you're saved and you leave and your kids are left behind? You love your kids above everything and haven't told them about Christ. You love your kids about everything and you will not live for the Lord so they can see it in you. God deals with nations as entities as well as individuals. In Amos chapter 4 and verse number 12, Therefore thus will I do to thee, O Israel. That's a nation as a whole. And because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. He's talking about an entire nation. When this nation goes down, you're going down with it. When this nation as a whole has to answer to God, you're going to help answer for it also. Why didn't you do what you could do? God reminds Israel that he had warned them over and over and over again. We just talked about that in Sunday school this morning. To forsake their sin, that wasn't all, and serve God. Today we're being told I'm set free to live the way I want to. I got saved so I can live the way I want to. That's a devilish doctrine. You got saved and set free from sin to serve the Lord. You got saved and set free from sin and the law back then. To serve the Lord, not to serve yourself. Not to serve yourself. To serve the Lord. Who saved you? If you're saved, Jesus saved you. Buddha couldn't save himself, neither could Allah. I like saying that because I like making it, poking fun at false gods. All of this is going on. He warned them over and over about their stubbornness, that they would not change. They stiffened their neck when God tried to turn them to him. Is this what you're doing this morning? I mentioned certain things. Here's what you do. I'm not your judge. God sees everything that goes on. Everything. The dark is light to God. The Bible says so. So you ran around that building in the dark and did what that nobody saw? You're sitting here this morning arguing. What are you doing? Cussing me out in your brain? Is that what you're doing? He thinks he knows. It's all being written down. There are books in heaven for Christians and their works. Do you understand that? Everything you're thinking, saying, doing is all written down. And you'll be judged accordingly. Not by me. By the one you call Savior. If you're saved. God remind Israel about all of this. To turn back to him. He tried to break their stubborn will. Now listen to me, America. Listen to me. Listen to me. First of all, there is no mother nature. Get over that. You tree huggers. Hope you get splinters. God tried to change their mind with famine. God tried to change their mind with floods. 
God tried to change their minds with, with, with pestilence. But you know what pestilence is? Pandemic. By definition, they're the same thing. You know what pandemic is? A disease of some kind that kills lots of people. God wars. He allowed wars to try to get him to turn, to change, to follow him. Disasters and with preachers. And with preachers. And with preachers. Do you know actually in the scale of God putting uh, stops in your life to get you to do right, preachers are the last. You have prayer, you have the Holy Spirit, you have the Word of God, you have the local church. And then one of the last ones, this is why I get in people's faces sometimes, I am your last warning that you may get. And you won't even listen. But he did that with Israel in the Old Testament. Sent prophets their way and warned them. And yet he says this, And yet ye have not returned unto me, saith the Lord, therefore prepare to meet thy God. That's what he told Israel. Do we as a nation just go on and ignore the millions of acres of forest that have been burning? You ever look at a map on how many forests are being burned up all the time while we're trying to save the planet? You're not going to save the planet. There is no global warming. There's always been global change. It's always been that way. Do you know in my lifetime, we've had some of the worst winters, coldest, most snowiest winter in my lifetime. I know you won't believe this. This is not the proof. In my lifetime, we've had some of the hottest winters in recorded history. Well, see, that just goes to prove that there's climate change. There's always been climate change. And until God is done with this planet, it's not going to be destroyed. We simply lost our faith in God's what we've done. Millions of acres of forest being burned, being destroyed, devastating hurricane. I, you folks that live in, move. Uh, comes another hurricane, oh no. Comes another hurricane, like it's, like it's a surprise to you all of a sudden. And you know what we keep saying? Oh, Mother Nature. Well, weather change, climate change. You know, when I first got saved, you know what people used to say? God's trying to get our attention. That's what they used to say. God's trying to get our attention. But we have taught our young people to say, that's the climate change. Let's just forget about God right now. Floods, mudslides, diseases. Whatever happened to AIDS? Did did all all of that go away? Monkeypox is a good name for a bunch of queers hopping on one another, isn't it? Monkeypox, I wonder why they called it that. Because they got it from an animal. And they're trying to let you know, you that are just involved with one person, you can help spread it too. No, you can't. You've been with one person all your life, you can't spread that. But if I were you, smallpox, whatever happened to smallpox, you know it's back. A lot of diseases that mankind has gotten rid of. Because we're turning our back on God. 
God is trying to get your attention, young people. And the only thing you care about, who's going to pay my college bill? Where am I going to live? When's somebody going to make an apartment cheap enough for me to move into? That, those are your, your, all your concerns are social issues. What about your heart issue? What about Christ issue? What about living in this United States of America and you being a part of the answer instead of part of the problem? We ignore that God is chastising and warning us to turn from our unbelief and sin and repent and turn to God. Not just feel sorry. Change your mind about the way you live and what you do and turn to the living God. Right here, right here, right here. Quit making up what you think about God. You do know God judged the Egyptians and the Babylonians and all the countries of the Canaanites. He judged them all. He judged also Babylon, Rome, the Greeks, the Persians. You ready for this? And his own people. And his own people. You think America will somehow sidestep what God has done to everybody else? What God requires out of everybody else? You young adults in here that are married and God has been real good to you, you better wake up and quit being so selfish about what you have and what you do. I just don't want to get involved anymore. I'm sorry. I'm so, I, I, I didn't know that's the way it worked. I thought it would. If there's a need, I'm here. I, I, I thought that's what, I thought, no. What are you going to do one day when this place shuts down? You're going to whine and cry like a mouse eating onions about how uh, the church isn't there anymore. Why didn't preacher do that? Why didn't you do something? At least stay awake in church. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. I'm not done. Put your seatbelt on. How should we prepare to meet God? Getting back to Bible, fundamental Christianity. Bible. Not just Christianity, because you can make that up any way you want to. Bible. Well, that's your interpretation. Okay, then you interpret it. Tell me what you think righteousness exalteth a nation. Does that, that basically mean do what you want? I, I, I don't get it that way. In connection with all other Bible, you'd be wrong. There must be a renewed emphasis on inspiration and authority of the King James Bible. You say, I prefer this and don't care what you prefer. I prefer to look at funny books, but that ain't the Bible. You don't have a King James Bible, you ain't got a Bible. You got a commentary at best. Somebody has convinced you because it's easier to read. It's just like the word of God. Then you tell me when the Bible said, I shall preserve my word unto all generations. Where's the word of God? It's got to be somewhere or God's lying. Forever, O Lord, thy word was settled in heaven. It's not going to change. Why do men keep changing it and keep telling you we're trying to make it easier to read? Either we're getting dumber or they just want to make more money or both. We got to get back to a renewed emphasis on Jesus Christ is the only Savior of mankind. There are not multiple saviors. There never will be multiple saviors. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Why? For there is no other name. You call on the name of Christ or you ain't saved. Bad English, good theology. Do you understand? I don't care what country you came from. Don't care what color you are. Don't care who taught you. My God, the living God, the only God there really is, said there is none other uh, uh, name under heaven. Name, name, name under heaven. You don't get saved by doing good. That's not a name. You don't get saved by going to the Catholic church or the Baptist church. 
It's the name of a person, and that is Jesus Christ. God Almighty said, my son, there is no salvation in any other. We got to get back to emphasis on the wages of sin. Plain, obvious naming of sin again. The wages of sin. You know what that means? Wage. Well, if you don't work, you don't earn nothing. Wages are earnings for what you do. The wages of sin is death. Certain judgments coming. We need to get back to that again. When's the last time you heard an entire message on judgment to come? We're all becoming ostrich. I stick my head in the sand, it'll go by, and we'll go back as normal. So you haven't really been paying attention. That normal's getting worse all the time. We're drifting from God. I'm just telling you right now. Attendance to, to church. Boy, that's becoming passe, isn't it? Well, I go on Sunday morning. You might as well not go at all. The Bible said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the man or some is, but the much more as you see the day of, not the much less. He said, we spend time with them. No, you don't. You all sit down, really? TV off, everybody in the same room, spending time with the family. No, you went up there, watched a football game. Your wife's over here trying her best to recover from the day. The kids are on their tablets doing whatever, and you're calling that. No, the devil has got you to believe, I don't need to be at church anymore than a Sunday morning. We ever happened to midweek service? You know that's a preaching service. That's a preaching. You understand that? It had nothing to do with what we like or don't like, though you should like it. It has to do with obeying the Lord. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. As So when you see go by churches, they got these beautiful buildings. Nothing about a Sunday night or a midweek service. Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. And after that, it may mention all their ministries. The local church is the body of Christ. You're forsaking the body of Christ. The local church, the Bible says, is also the pillar and ground of the truth. The pillar. Ground of the truth. The Bible said, let God be true and every man a liar. When you come to me and tell me things I got to guess, no, I understand. If I ever tell you this, I'm going I'm to tell you what I mean by that. I understand why you said something dumb. I understand why you don't know. I understand why you're wrong again. I understand. You said, well, he said he understood. That didn't mean I agree with you. That just means I understand. You've been wrong before. If the pastor, the reverend, the minister, the bishop, Whoever is not sticking with the King James Bible and does not fully believe what the word of God says, you need to walk out. You'll walk out not knowing Bible. I'm telling you, you need to stay and learn Bible. But you walk out on the guy that says, well, we don't really kind of believe that anymore. You say, not a problem. I understand. And leave. And he'll be going, hey, you haven't been back for a while. I don't go places where they don't preach the Bible. I'm hitting all the right buttons right now, aren't I? Yeah, no such thing as a woman preacher either. Let me just get that out of the way. I've, I've, 
been thinking here lately. Are you ready for this? 34 years ago, I used to yell and scream for an hour and a half in preaching while people sat on metal chairs in a storefront. And they just kept coming. And I'd preach harder and thinking to myself, there's no way I'll draw a crowd by preaching like that. And they just kept on coming. And I thought, what's up with this? And now all of a sudden, we're all kind to everybody and look at all the empty seats. You come to hear preaching or just meet your friend? You come to hear the fabulous voice of the preacher? Ain't going to be so fabulous after this message. We're in trouble. America is drifting. A Christian, a Christian should not stand with, listen to me, endorse or just ignore any preacher, any man of God who does not back up what he says with plain Bible that connects with all other scripture. I, I, I can prove Jesus was a wine bibber. That means a drunk. It says that, but it was made by a Pharisee who was lying. But if you just use that verse, you could say that. So you can prove almost anything by the Bible. But if it all has to connect together like one book, False religions are in trouble. I was asked this morning about Catholicism, since you brought up Catholics. I thought about that. There's very little, if anything, Catholics do that's biblical. It's like Mormons, Jehovah No Witnesses, on and on and on. Oh, you call them Jehovah Witnesses? They're not witnessing for Jehovah. They are no witnesses. I guess we're Baptist No Witnesses now. If a ministerial association, you know, I had a lady one time, this is, it's not funny, it's very sad. I had a 34-year-old engineer in the storefront got saved. Two beautiful kids, beautiful children, lived up in Worthington. I mean, high society, top brass, crumbs held together by their own dough up there. You know what I'm talking about. He came down here in the storefront without anybody Saying anything, he came to the altar, crying, bawling his eyes out. Got saved. I mean, saved, saved. I mean, like his life changed, saved. Not like some of us get saved and nothing changes. I, I thank God. I got saved back when people changed when they got saved. I know that's kind of weird to some of you, but that's what's supposed to happen. And so this guy was excited. And uh, next thing I know, I'm getting a call from a woman from Connecticut. Well, I didn't have an office at the time. I only had my home. We were just getting started. And she told me who she was. She was this man's mom. She called me up. She said, this is so-and-so. I said, yes, ma'am, how can I help you? Is so-and-so and so-and-so have been coming to church? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, matter of fact, I said the other day, did not. I said, yes, ma'am, came to the altar. Nope, he's been, a, he's been a Catholic all of his life. I said, well, no, ma'am, that's not true. Nobody's born Catholic, Baptist, Lutheran. We're all born slimy little babies, and that is what it is. But well, I'm coming down there. I want to talk. She flew from Connecticut down here to talk to me. It's like some of you women talking for your husband. Honey, you'll do what you're told because I will. And you think, but I told my wife the other day, I said, I, I've come up with a new phrase. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? This is good. You'll like this. You'll want to use this. You'll want to use this. Cussing and yelling is the language of the ignorant. <laughs> Isn't that good? I've been trying to remember that. 
I made that up and I thought, the next time I'm in Walmart and I hear somebody yelling and screaming about something, I'm just very calmly go up to excuse me, ma'am. So it's normally always a woman. While the man goes like this. Like, like he's imitating a bullfrog, right? Excuse me, ma'am. Do you know that cussing and yelling is the language of the ignorant? You know what you're going to do? It'll confuse the daylights out of you. And I just turn around and walk away. Like I did with the lady with the blue hair. Anyway, so. This is great. I'm having, are you having a good time? You're welcome. If your minister, whoever, does not take a firm stand on the virgin birth, the deity of Christ, the bodily resurrection, salvation by grace through faith, plus nothing in Jesus Christ only. You need to quit giving people money that God gave you to people who no longer believe the way God intended us to believe. I do not think you ought to give a dime to TBN. Trinity, I'll spell it, Trinity Broadcasting, Charismatic Broadcasting, or to Dove Broadcasting. Hold on, we're heading towards your theater. Radio preachers, you don't know anything about them. God spoke to me, but I don't. I'm your pastor, I don't speak. But some guy you don't even know, lives in Texas, long hair, has a big smile. Okay, so I don't smile. And when I do, look, God didn't give me any lips. I got a slit across the front of my face. I don't have any teeth. I smile, you still can't see me. I don't know why God made me that way. And other preachers, like they all got together, right? They got cool hairdos, right? They smile all the time. Nothing ever goes wrong in their life. Everything I just mentioned, the opposite is me. And you love those guys, don't you? You don't even know who they are. You probably love their wives, what you love. Miss Bell's sitting right back there, by the way. So you can preach like that if your wife is here. She's sitting right there. Miss Bell, wave to everybody. There you go. See that? She's got that princess wave. See how you do? If America is to receive the blessings of God again, Christians, not the lost world, will have to return to the ways that blessed our nation when it was blessed. We must return to thus saith the word of God. We got to get past this whole thing of I just don't believe that or I don't think that's necessary. That's got to stop. That has got to stop. If God talks about it's necessary, if God said don't do that, we got to stop it. If God said we need to do that, we need to head in that direction. That's the way it needs to be. There must be a renewed emphasis on proper God honoring dress. Ladies, listen to me carefully. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's going to come out that way. I really don't care to see your thighs or anything else. And if you think that's what makes you attractive, somebody's lied to you. And you husbands, you, you, you stupid husbands. Your wife comes down, everything's tight. She goes, what do you think? You go, wow, looks good on you. You understand when you go out in public, other guys are going to do that too. Is that what you want? No, you didn't think about it. And you don't have enough backbone or love to say, honey, that's Maybe when you were 16, it fit. You can't wear your high school dress after four kids. 
It don't work. I even got a man that understands that. How about that? There must be a renewed emphasis on how to talk to one another. You know, it's throughout the Bible about the lips, the jaw, the tongue. Did you know words? Did you know that? How to properly talk to people. Yo, my sister, what's up, dog? First of all, I'm not a dog. I ain't your sister. And we ain't going to do nothing together. <laughs> See, I got saved. I used to run the streets. Now I'm saved. I don't act that way. I don't talk that way. I don't run that way. I don't behave that way. I am now called a child of God. I'm not a child of God in name, but basically I still live in the world and do what they do. You're lying to yourself. That's impossible. You cannot do that. You have to, what about our music? You know, even singing God Bless America, you're doing this. Like everything has to have a beat. I had a woman come here. Her husband was bawling his eyes out and loved what was going on in the church. They got home. You know what she said? Eh, I, I, I like the people, but the, you know, the music just didn't do anything for me. God's music is supposed to speak in here, Amen. not in here. Right. I've caught these guys down the front row sometimes. They're going, I say, hey, stand still. What do you think you're doing? These aren't your kids. They wish they were. But I'm glad you're not. Glad that's not you. Makeup. Ladies, what are you doing? Hey, Cleopatra, what's going on there, baby? You think by doing this, taking a paintbrush, you know, if you ever tear up and they close, you're never getting them open again. And you, husband, you think because you don't know anything about makeup, you're not allowed to say no. That's like preachers with their music. You got a guy up here with no, no tie on, shirts wide open, one hair sticking out, gold chains everywhere, telling you what music's all about. God made you the leader. Whether you know anything about music or not, you go like this, I don't like that. End of the story. End of the story. For those kids walk out of that house, you should look at them like, whoa. Where do you think you're going, young lady? Get back upstairs. That's way too tight. Daddy. I, look, I'm just telling you, all your, all these little kids running around here run this place already. When they become teenagers, you daddies are going to come and have a talk with me because your wife told you to. And you know what I'm going to say? I understand. And I still disagree with you. Makeup, dating. Dating? You know what dating is? Let's have sex tonight. That's dating. There's no dating in the Bible. None. By the way, there's no talk of teenagers in the Bible. We've made life all about teenagers. Not me. It should be dad. Mom, look at me. Dad. And don't look at me like that. I just said look at me. Now I'm saying don't look at me. My dad wasn't in the home. He mistreated me. Don't look at me like that. Like I don't know what it's like to grow up in a tough home. I did. I was born 15th in Cleveland. I think right in the middle of the street. I'm not sure. <laughs> Actually, when I went up to find the house, Mike told me one day, he said, Preacher, you weren't born there. The number's down here. All these years, I've been misplaced. Do you feel sorry for me? 15, no, no. Aw, yeah, that's patronizing. Don't do that. Marriage. 
What is marriage anymore? What does that mean? What does marriage even mean anymore? By the way, my wife and I will be doing our marriage conference this fall in an area that we have not hit on before, which will be news to her because I haven't told her what it is yet. I'm for right to life. No, I don't mean for me to be able to live the way I want to. I only have the right to live the way he wants me to live. I'm talking about babies. The murder of the innocent. Murder. Not choice. Had a guy in my car the other day, actually it was the salesman, and uh, he put on a seatbelt and I didn't. He said, well, you probably ought to put on your seatbelt. I said, I don't want a seatbelt. He said, you should. It's just me. I said, why? He said, for your safety. I said, I got this metal around me. I got airbags around me. I've got something over my head. I've got a motor in front of me. And I'm going to be fined, penalized for not wearing a seatbelt. When women can kill a baby. And they have a right. If they have a right over their own body, why don't I have a right over my own body? It's good preaching, isn't it? It's good preaching. Yeah, it is. It's so logical you can't get around it, right? Let me close by saying this, and I'll try to close two more times. Biblical morality is almost non-existent among Christians. There must be a renewed emphasis on old-fashioned, Bible-guided homes and family. Not living together, that's a sin. I don't care for financial reasons or what am I supposed to do now. You get saved, what you're supposed to do is live for Jesus Christ the way he wants you to. Biblical families, Bible-guided families is not same gender make a family. Two women couldn't make a family, put a pistol in their head. It's impossible. Go back to Genesis, you'll find out. It takes a man and a woman to produce after their kind. After their kind. After their kind. Everything after its kind, not after its species, not after it changes. I, I got to get to this public school thing here real quick. Two men in love with each other, first of all, is as sickening as all get out. Two women in love with each other is as sickening as all get out. But let's skip the sickening part. In God's eyes, in God, not mine, not mine, in mine too, but in God's eyes, it's an abomination. It's the strongest word for hate that God uses. Abomination. You won't even tell your friends, will you? You know, God's not for that. Well, that's none of my business. I'm not for it, but I'm not against it. Then you're for it. Single parenting. Do you know almost 70% of homes are single parenting homes? Normally by the wife. You know why? Because tough, cool guys just can't take the pressure of raising a family. You know what I'm saying? Can you identify with me, Jack? You know what I'm saying? So you leave. She picks up two more jobs, watches over four kids, somehow stays at it and makes ends meet. You couldn't take the pressure. You should have stayed home in mommy's house down in the basement. You should have stayed home in mommy's house down in the basement. You should have never got married. You should have never got married. What happened to men? 
I gave my word, I'll give you. What happened to that? Got my word, I'll give you. What happened to that? Right. Now you got to have a contract that thick. Yeah. And you better read the fine print. When there was it at my wife's home, the contract for their house, they shook on it. They drew out, said, okay, the tree back there is the corner of your lot. You go over here, there's a big boulder, and that's the other corner. Shake up, I think it's $5,000 they paid for the whole place or something like that. And they shook on it. You say, how'd that turn out? He kept his word. We won't keep our word. Well, I didn't mean it. I changed my mind. I didn't know this was going to happen. You keep your word. That's just what you do. But a man and a woman is supposed to make a family with children living for God. It doesn't stop there. Living for God, working for a living, going to church, respecting mother and father from the kids, and children are to obey. your big chance one day. You may find it's not as easy as you thought it was. The disobedient, rebellious, chaos, sinfulness in many Christians' home rival an unbeliever's home. The noise, the constant yelling, screaming, bickering, fussing, fighting. There are young people, we have teenagers even in this church who dread to go home because of what their parents are allowing or doing in their home. Christians! Their children's heart just break. There must be a return to propriety and honest citizenship. What does that mean? Lawlessness begins in the home. It doesn't begin with government. Doesn't begin with cops, doesn't begin with the military, doesn't begin with teenagers, begins in the home. One man said one time that criminals start in the crib. Starts in the crib. Lawlessness begins in the home and the public schools magnify it. I'm telling you right now, if I had a cat, I wouldn't even send that to a public school. Folks, look, you got buildings, buildings. We got the biggest buildings around, billions of dollars. We need more, more money to make it work now. And so they, they come at you and you get more money and more money. Then somebody comes along and says, let's take a test. No, 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 no. You don't need to test these kids. What's wrong with you? How, how are you going to find out what they learn? So go have testing. Let's make the test fair for those who don't know and those who do know. What kind of education is that? You don't say that when your boy's on the football field. You just need to toughen up and work harder. But in school, school's unfair. You need to, what has, folks, what has happened to us? I'll tell you what happened to us. For those of us that claim to be Christian, we quit living the Christian life. Across the board. I didn't say church going. Children whose parents are honest, respectful towards authority and property and law teach their children the same and are not out screaming at police and tearing up other people's property and stealing and robbing and assaulting. They don't do that. I was raised poor. We had nothing. My mom slapped me silly if I ever took something that didn't belong to me. Actually, she did regularly. Where'd you get that? 
Here's your parents like, yes. Oh, so they gave it to you? Okay. Really? You don't ask what? Mama goes, yes. Where'd you get that? Uh, I found where? Ain't yours. You take that back right now. We were poor. We weren't even Christian, and my mom would teach things like that. Had a lady cross the street. I'd mess up. We were the bell kids. Yeah, you wouldn't like the way you dress. Lady cross the street catches doing something. Her name was Marcia. She grabbed me by the ear, slapped me in the head all the way home. You can wait till I get you home. Tell your mother. She's slapping me in the head, pulling my ear like that. You said, what'd your mom say? She got home and said, get in the bedroom. You're going to get it as soon as she leaves. Not today. Like I don't know who you think you are. That's my child. You better never talk. And your kids know that. Go, yeah, tell them, Mom. Tell them. Tell them. I don't have to put up. I don't need to listen to any adult. Go ahead, tell them. Tell your children. You say, I don't tell them that. Sure you do. As soon as you defend their wrong in front of another authority. This may be too plain. When I say simple, I don't mean you all. I just mean pretty plain. America's drifting. I'm 71, and that's not midlife because I don't want to live to be 150-something. I'm 50-something. I dread for your generation. You learn more from Google than you do from anybody else. And now, one of these days, I will step out of the way. Then who's going to tell you the truth that you don't necessarily want to hear? Who's going to warn you of judgment? Who's going to tell you how to stay married and how to go about it and how to raise children? Who's going to do that now? I'm not going to do that. You had better make up your mind how you want to live and why. And it needs to be biblical. I love America. I fought for America. I did a lot of bad things. I really did. I was telling uh, Sam's friend, he's an E5 in the military, correct? Yes, sir. I said, I was up for E5 in Vietnam. Two and a half months later, I had E1. That's backwards. It shouldn't work that way. He said, oh, how'd that happen? <laughs> and I told him, when I think of my life, I'm sorry, I, I can't feel bad for you. Not when God has given you an out. And you choose to stay in your life the way it is. That is your choice. But when I got saved, brother. I said, so what do we do now? He said, well, we come back on Sunday and go to church. You know what I said? Okay. We got done with church. I said, what do we do now? He said, we come back on Sunday night. I went, guess what I said? Why? I, when we at church? No, it's not working. I said, okay. I said, what do we do now? Next Sunday, you're getting baptized. Okay. Whatever happened to okay? You know a bumper sticker among many of them that I despise? Almost as much as the one that has every religious symbol and the and the rainbow thing. I just want to vomit every time I see one of those. I'm sorry, puke. I, I'm 
There's a Hebrew word for that. Anybody know? Lukewarm. Folks, listen to me. I am not upset with anybody. I know who's doing my life. I know who God's going to hold responsible. Those of you that raised your hand a moment ago and said, I'm a born-again Christian, you have no right to live the way you want to. You have no right to come and go the way you please. When you do that other than God, please understand, prepare to meet the Father. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the Bible. Dear Lord, please help us.